0: This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald.
1: I'm Ramia Amadin and this is Kelly and Ramia.
2: I'm Leslie DePoe, registered nurse, and there's nothing I love more than helping folks learn about their own health so they can be a better advocate for themselves and those around them. Join me for your health check-in where we chat all things health and wellness and even
0: a little bit of science from time to time. Lastly, there is so much going on out there in our world with, uh, you know, long weekends around, going back to school, work from home. There's just so much stuff out there these days that, uh, you know, we only can be certain of uncertainty, right? And uncertainty can also carry a lot of stress. Mental health takes a toll on it.
2: Hundred percent, and uh, and I love I love this time of year. I mean, I I'm a sweater season kind of a gal anyway, but I love this time of year because October also means it is World Mental Health Day. It's officially recognized on the 10th of October, so we're only off by not even 24 hours. I feel very good about our timing this year. Um, and the overall objective of Mental Health Awareness Day is really just to raise awareness around mental health and mobilize efforts that's globally in support of mental health. And it's it's nothing to be ashamed of. We're going to try and fight the stigma in this segment here today together. Um, it, and it is certainly nothing that we need to be ashamed of talking about. And and while we could delve into the corners of diagnostics and mental illnesses and medications and treatment options, this is a 15-minute segment, so I'm going to pace myself. Uh, so I thought a good place for us to start our conversation this week is into online mental health, something that we're seeing a lot of these days, the glorification of the grind uh, and, and why we really need to reframe what success is.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, I think, Leslie, as usual, we better start with our definition here. Um, You know, should we start uh, with a good uh, definition here?
2: Absolutely. And I, as you know, I do love a good definition. Um, So mental health. Okay. Mental health is a state of well-being, uh, and we all have it. Okay. One in five people in Canada might experience mental illness but five out of five Canadians have mental health, okay? This is a universal thing. This is not anything to be ashamed of. Maybe we just don't have the language to talk about it. Maybe it's something we're not comfortable talking about in certain social circles or in certain groups of people, but that does not mean it's not here and it doesn't mean it's not worth talking about. So hopefully today we're gonna start to kind of peel back the layers of this onion. Um, and it really is, it's its a state of of um, of thriving, of not just surviving mental health is about enjoying life, about having a sense of purpose and being able to manage life's highs and lows. And that's a huge piece of it as well. You know, I think, I you know, we could probably do an entire segment on this. The idea that, you know, there's somebody else out there who's got this whole thing figured out and they're happy all the time. And the fact that you're not happy all the time is obviously some sort of a defect with you that mm. needs addressing. And that's simply not true. Um, and I think that I think that's a huge part of where we're struggling right now with mental health is this idea that somebody else has either sorted it out or that we are inherently supposed to be at a 10 out of 10 happiness all the time 24 7 365 days a year and the truth is it's impossible number one and philosophically how would you know what happiness was if you didn't have the opposite of it from some, some mm. from time to time so it's also like i said mental health is really about managing those highs and lows expecting them to come embracing them as best we do having coping strategies in place to address them and hopefully a, a good social network around us when those when those times come
1: yeah and keeping our um keeping our realities checked you know with this social media and with all these other places Mm. where there's a lot of that falsity and we get into real spirals just looking at other people and thinking that we're not where they are what does good mental health look like you touch on a lot already leslie
2: yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm going to go through um world mental health state kind of breaks things down for us in a really palatable way. Um so I think it's um I mean, obviously it's 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 backed it's scientific its data. We have we have reams of data on this. So I won't want to stick to that, but I I want to acknowledge what you said to Ramya about um sort of the and we'll talk about that more hopefully um throughout the segment today but sort of the role that social media is playing in that and this endless state of comparison that we all seem to be in. So, when we talk about really good mental health, what does that include? It includes a sense sense of purpose, strong relationships. This is such a huge one. Um, And I don't know if anyone's watching. There's a documentary right now on Netflix. Um, There's a gentleman who works for National Geographic who travels around the world to something called Blue Zones, places in the world where people live longest and continually report having the best or the highest quality of life. And an overwhelming theme there is strong relationships. It's the way they've built their communities. And part of those relationships inherently give purpose and meaning to the individual community members. So those are our first two, strong sense of purpose, strong relationships. Number three is feeling connected to other people, remembering that we're not alone. Human beings are just, we we are pack animals. We're meant to be in groups. We are meant to be connected to one another. Number four is having a good sense of self. So that's actually how you feel about your own self in your own skin each day number five is about how we cope with stress and the number six sounds simplistic enough but it's enjoying life um so you know achieving and maintaining good health good mental health is not a one person journey in fact each setting each situation you're in each person that you interact and all all can impact our our mental health and our well-being and we know that we know that we're you know everybody just came off of a, a long weekend with a lot of family members and for lots of people that's a super joyous time and we feel super connected and we feel like we are absolutely in our purpose and our element. Mm -hmm. And for some folks, family relationships are really complicated and it's not always that perfect sense of purpose purpose that comes with that, you know, and those different settings, those different interactions, those patterns we fall into and with other people can have a really dramatic impact on us. So that really means to truly achieve good mental health for all, it has to be a common theme everywhere. So that's a bigger, it's a bigger mandate, really more than what we can do just on our own. But if we work together, hopefully we can achieve more. That means making this a priority priority in workplaces, in schools, in neighborhoods, in order that we all have this running through the veins of our communities.
0: It makes you really think because you talk about how complicated so many different avenues of our lives can be, uh, even if it's simply just getting a dinner ready or having that many people over family wise. But you mentioned the glorification of the grind. What does that mean? And how does that impact our mental health?
2: You know, I blame social media. I I don't totally. I mean, I think I blame social media for the fact that we all seem to know what everybody else is doing every second of their lives. Um, But the, the glorification of of the grind has been around for a long time this is hustle culture is another way we talk it uh, talk about it right it's all rooted in competition this is the person who works 80 hours a week but then they somehow do 90 minutes on their peloton four times a day and also their hair is perfect and also all the kids birthday presents look like they were wrapped on pinterest it's sort of people trying to outperform another person and it's usually in the name of self-improvement That's normally it comes into this under this kind of guise. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't want to work on bettering yourself. It's not that, but there's, there is a difference. And we know there's a difference because when you interact with it, you get a like, Ooh, feeling. You don't feel settled. It doesn't feel good to you. It feels like a poke. It feels like like you're being egged on into something and it makes you not feel good about yourself. And that is where the problem lies. The thing about this sort of hustle grind culture is it's it's almost impossible to maintain long term. Burnout is very real. Exhaustion is very real. And when we can't maintain the pace, we tend to crash. So we sort of ride the wave of the highs, but then we suffer the pains of the low. And worst of all, it's going to make us you know this is all according to a bunch of made-up rules that we've given ourselves I mean the second of it the second part of this of course is it also often leads to the very opposite result that you set out to achieve in the first place in other words because you become so burnt out it actually leads to poor performance and exhaustion as the reality of all of it sets in
1: Yeah, there's so much to what you're saying, Leslie. It rings Mm -hmm. true. There's especially the riding the highs and kind of avoiding the lows and then that sudden wall that you hit, right? Like, and even if you're not doing the 500 things you mentioned, even if it's just a couple elements in your life that you're just grinding and grinding and grinding away at, um, out of comparison, out of thinking like, this is what I need to do in order to be, you know, the best me or whatever these, you know, buzzwords that are out there, um, the million-dollar question, though, how do we get away from this? Because it's everywhere. Everywhere oh, we turn, it, we have someone to compare it to.
2: You're totally right. And and you're right, too. You know, it's not even about the list of how many things was on your amazing list of reasons I'm amazing. Like, it doesn't matter if you could <laughs> yeah. have been doing two things all day and grinding away at that but it's the mentality that you put yourself into, right? It's that constant state of comparison and it's that constant push, not because the push brings you joy, brings you those inherent things right. we talked about that are part of our mental health. It's it's because you're pursuing something outside of that. And so my first question to, or my first answer really to how do we get away from this? unfollow people, unfollow anybody that doesn't make you feel good about yourself. And I know that sounds like the most obvious statement in the world, but my gosh, it's hard. You've probably collected some things that you follow along the way where, you know, it started after that New Year's, you were going to do a thousand sit-ups every day for a year, but now that person's still there. And every day you see them, you're sort of mildly annoyed by them and you say not nice things in your head, but you still follow and you still like, and you still look at it again. Um, there, There are lots of those things all over the place. It doesn't have to be just, you know, exercise there's lots of things that trigger us in that certain way and we need to we need to cut it off it's not necessary we need to start being very mindful about what it means when we are scrolling mindlessly on social medias and if when you get that pang in your stomach when you slip into the Oh, gosh, I wish that was me. Oh, look at them. See, this is why I knew I was bad at this. This is why I'm not good enough for that. Immediately, immediately, unfollow, unfollow, unfollow. Um, And the the next thing I'm going to encourage you to do, which I think is just a great activity, if you're going to be active on social media, is start following people that are different than you. Mm. People that have different bodies, people that are from different cultures, different Mm. ways of being. I mean, first of all, it's a really great way to learn and to connect and to get out of your own head. But second of all, it helps us to really reframe our own judgments. I mean, the truth is a lot of the time when we're playing the comparison game, we're playing it according to our own rule book. There is somebody halfway around the world that doesn't even know your book exists. Right. What's their life like? You know, and it's important to to remember that there's a whole other world besides the the one that is is, you know, kind of small and confined and constructed. And it's ironic because I know in a lot of ways, social media lets us feel so globally connected to one another. And there's a beauty in that. And in another way, it's it actually gets us even smaller because we've created the world oh, yeah. we look at. We've picked the people too. to follow. We, yeah, well, you got yeah. it. And the system is rigged to do it at the same time. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. And so and so kind of creating some baby steps where you take a bit more ownership over that, where you can cultivate what that looks like, what your little world looks like, can have some really dramatic.
0: Yeah, we tend to stick to that, right? We, 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 because it's again, that's what we feel is safe. We're stepping out. That's the best way to go. That's another word that gets tossed all over the place. Is it weird that not everybody knows what this, this stuff means? Some of it? Mindfulness. You know what? (laughs) Yeah.
2: I know. And it's funny too, because I think it's been co-opted to a certain extent to sell a lot of magazines and have us once again, feel bad about ourselves, right? You're not mindful enough. Look at you. You're so mindful. You thought of being mindful, but you didn't do enough mindfulness. Therefore your mindfulness is not as good as my mindfulness. We can always find a way that we're comparing to each other. And the truth is that's not what any of that was ever meant to be, right? So if we can find a way to try and filter out some of that excess noise for ourselves and to really focus down, I've got some links for you guys on the website as well. Have a Look. there's some really incredible breathing exercise that i know seems very uh, maybe out there and a little bit harder to get on board with to start even if you can carve out five minutes a day to just be quiet with yourself and to kind mm. of come back to yourself it, the the data b- that supports this in terms of what that does for your long-term mental health is staggering and it seems so small and insignificant that we often don't do it we'll sooner go and buy the peloton than we will take five minutes to sit yes. alone and just take five Deep yeah. breaths, and it's an interesting thing that to make we do, us right?
0: laugh or whatever instead right. of distractions. Just mm-hmm. breathe and feel,
2: and feel, and just be, and recognize that just being is enough. That's where we all of this needs to start.
1: Yeah, there's a. Do you want to do a bit of a breathing exercise with us, Leslie? I mean, if we have time for it, I didn't want to push you guys. I don't want to run
2: your day around. do it. Okay. All right. Then Let's do this together. Okay. This is going to be a good little introduction. It will be 30 seconds tops. Okay. In fact, a little bit shorter than that so that we can all do. We're going to just tip our toes in the water today. Okay. Okay. So if you're comfortable with it, you're going to close your eyes. You don't have to. Okay. You're going to put one hand just above where your belly button is. Okay. You're going to start by taking a nice big breath in and you're going to use that air to push your hand outwards. Okay. So big breath in. Feel your hand go out and now back out. So next, we're going to take a breath in for four seconds, four, three, two, one. Out for four, three, two, one. Now we're going to go in for four, four, three, two, hold for four, three, two. Exhale for four, three, two, one. One more time in two, three, four, hold two, three, four, out two, three, four. One more big breath in and all the way back out. (sighs) make some noise if it makes you happy and you can open mm. your eyes if you want if they were okay. closed I, so I screwed simple. up my
0: hold anyway I there, but, but <laughs> it does it makes There's no way you can't oh, you can't screw it up Kelly you've already nailed it <laughs> oh that's but it's, it's just it's, you know it's those
2: way. it it's a it's a quick little minute just to remind you of where you are who you are and and drop back into your body for a little bit so hopefully a good a good start for some mindful practices yeah. moving forward yeah and well, the
1: 4444 four, love... four, four, four is box breathing right I think that's what you can look up that's if you right. want some guided breathing okay
0: I just love the fact that the five minutes that you just clear your head and we talk about it all the time. We know to do it. And it's so minor. You're sitting around, you're just standing. Just do it. Thanks, Leslie. Thanks so much. Hello, I'm Sean Priest. Join me monthly
1: for Sean of the Shed, where I introduce you to all the technology that can be so useful to us as blind or partially sighted people. Find Sean of the Shed wherever you find... All your podcasts.